0: this is an emergency podcast alert i repeat this is an emergency podcast alert attention attention wannabe superheroes league shit is going down i repeat shit is going down please pay attention and listen for the next 35 to to an hour as nick weir and dan weber host oh shit you're up. You should quit your job and become a narrator. I think. Dan. I'm I'm all about the intros. I don't know what it is, but I I drive and thrive on how we start these podcasts. Because I mean, towards the end, I'm
1: basically just a drunken shit show. But regardless, I am committed. So my question is: Do you have like five like intros in your head that you think of, and you kind of narrow it down throughout the week, or do you just like find one and commit to it right away? Okay, so so when you
0: said, Hey man, I want to do an emergency podcast. Yep. I said, I said, okay. So the last bit of my search history on, um, Apple music was I apparently I went through the wizard of Oz. Cause I wanted the <laughs> like, I like, thought about that. Yep. And then I went to the Willy Wonka and I was like, Oompa, like, like the lessons you get taught in the Oompa Loompas yep. with that. So I went through that. And then, then I, for, I was going to go with Kesha, like timber, we're going down. Oh, but but I was like, like because shit went down like it literally went down. And then and then I was like, no, fuck this. I'm going tornado sirens like everybody needs to pay the fuck attention because our the last episode is fucking just useless now. If you didn't listen to power rankings, please don't go back and do it. It's not worth it
1: there's been some adjustments um due to A trades large due to injuries there's been some adjustments and yeah this this podcast we're really just going to be talking about we have what four trades in the league yep. and jerry is responsible for 75% of them so we're going to talk about each of them and let's just jump right into it should we let's let's do it i mean there's injuries
0: along the way too so let's make sure that we're not downplaying this while well, we never we never wish injuries upon anybody ever right.
1: Nope, but 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 this shit, but this changes everything that it does. Um, And and we'll get there. Um, So let's talk about the first one. And this involved Jerry and Sam. And this was probably the biggest trade of the, you know, four that we're going to talk about. Um, Sam receives AJ Brown, Travis Etienne, and a 2022 second round draft pick that is Jerry's. And Jerry receives Jalen Hurts, James Robinson, Debo Samuel, (laughs) And a 2022 first round draft pick that is Adams. Wow, a lot of big yeah. names in this one. A lot, uh, lot of big names.
0: Okay, so let's let's start with with the the big piece that's here that is AJ Brown. This is a huge name being moved in the fantasy world, and especially for Jerry's very very deep wide receiver section. This arguably was the best wide receiver that was on Jerry's roster. Um, it's a it's a name you hate to move with it, but I think there's some interesting pieces to the continual depth that he has Travis Etienne Liz Frank injury so for those of you that don't know Liz Frank injury is a pterometatarsal uh, fracture dislocation characterized by traumatic disruption between the articulation of the medial cuneiform and base of the second metatarsal so if anybody well, knows what I just Sam, fucking said please like respond to me about what I just fucking read because Google really is fucking amazing
1: the foot doctor in the league greatly appreciates it, appreciate
0: yep. Sam. So so that's good. I, we probably should have consulted him before I read that and everything. But okay, so here's what it is. Liz Frank, at least according to Google, and Sam can correct me if I'm wrong, and please do, with its 6 to 12 weeks wearing a cast, special walking boots, physical therapy, rehabilitation, like like full recovery may come after a year. But that obviously can vary greatly depending on injections other stupid shit that sam can probably explain better than us i would expect like a video like armand gave for eating a pepper <laughs> from sam in regards to you know his foot fetish of a profession yep like this this is a scary injury like i, I who's who was it a couple years ago that has a, had a liz frank injury do you remember there was one uh, other running back that had it i'm not sure up the top of my head okay either uh, way i mean this is a scary injury at least in my regards yeah, with it. But there's huge upside of this kid could come back from it. And obviously moving a young Q. So I think the interesting piece is you move a guy that's not going to play for six to 12 weeks to get a guy that's going to replace him for six to 12 weeks. Is, yep. is an interesting piece to it. Jalen Hurts is super, super exciting in in fantasy. And I think this is the the year where we figure it out. So I think this is a big hail Mary swing from Jerry that Jalen Hurts is going to pan out and for as much as Debo Samuel has better battled injury and had his ups and downs along the way, the, the kid's a good player. I mean, second year guy out of San Francisco with it, 2020, he went through and obviously like I said, we fought injuries and different things like that. Um, but look, looked explosive as, as it went through and, and had it, I mean, didn't have, he had one week where he had 11 receptions for 133 yards, which is pretty damn impressive in a PPR league. Um, this trade overall is just there's so many interesting pieces that we get to we get to think about. The the first obviously is 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 huge because that gives Jerry three firsts in next year's draft. For and sure. For a, for a team that's taking I what arguably could mean it is the the fast version of rebuilding. I it's interesting.
1: I, I'm curious as to your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think so. This trade is the Jalen Hurts trade. Um, we've talked about him a lot, you know, since last year, uh towards the end of the season when he got his opportunity. I mean, when he plays, he's a fantasy stud. Um, you and I have our little bet. I think I'm I think he's gonna be a good, real productive player. I know you you're on the Carson Wentz side of that bet, but mm-hmm. I think in games that Jalen Hurts plays, he's gonna be a stud. The question with Hurts is How long is he going to keep playing? Is he going to have the opportunity to be the guy long-term? You know, there's rumors. The Eagles were interested in Zach Wilson, rumors in Deshaun Watson, rumors now in the top pick in next year's draft. Who knows? I I don't think anyone knows the answer to that, but I think this trade, you know, from Jerry's side of things, I think it's a gamble because we don't know what Hurts could be. And on the flip side, if we knew Hurts was going to be the guy going forward, this is cheap. You know, getting a young quarterback that is elite in fantasy – It's hard to do at least in our league and in most leagues because they last the longest, you know, they can have 10 plus year, 15 year careers. So it's a definite risk on Jerry's side, but if it pays off, you know, this is a year from now going to look like a steal if Jalen hurts is the guy. If it's not, you know, this could backfire. Um, We'll see about that. I, you know, I don't think anyone knows the answer to that. I don't think there's a right or wrong approach to have in terms of believing in hurts, not believing in hurts. Um, But that's that's the biggest thing that sticks out. Uh, And Jerry, you know, he's got Zach Wilson, you know, and now he's got Jalen Hurts mentioned he has three first round draft picks next year. I mean, he's obviously got a young team. Well, he's got a young team, but he's made some moves now that I think shows that maybe he wants to win some games this year. You know, he's rounding out his team. And now is the interesting thing, you know, is what's maybe the next move or is there a next move?
0: So let me ask this question. So Jalen Hurts obviously is playing in in the NFC East. Yep. and last year this was a fucking atrocious division to be in yeah what 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 are your overall thoughts total on what Jalen Hurts could potentially be or what your realistic
1: expectations are i mean i think this is this is my stance on Jalen Hurts i think in games that he plays i think he's going to be a top 12 quarterback he will be ranked in a top 12 quarterback for me you know in redraft leagues i'd love him you know dynasty i just I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm like a risk averse guy, so he's not someone maybe I would bet on long term. But like I probably wouldn't have betted on Josh Allen, you know. I didn't bet on Lamar Jackson this league. Like it fucked me. And you know, guys like that. But if they work out, you know, that you know, it sounds crazy to put hurts in that category, but like that's the upside that Jalen Hurts has. Like he could be a game changer if he you know works out and keeps his job but like that's the million dollar question um and the biggest thing that going against hurts you know is that it sounds like he's not a first round draft pick you know that he's a second round pick and that you know it plays a role because a team doesn't have like that big of an investment committed to him it's easier to move on so um I you know I hate to give the wishy-wash answer but I just I guess if you're telling me to pick, I'm going to say maybe no long term. But I, I don't feel good about that. And I, I don't, you know. OK, it's, so it's it's tough. So
0: the other piece of this is obviously the the James Robinson, James Robinson, Travis oh, Etienne yeah.
1: exchange. Oh, yeah. And that was the biggest shock for me, actually, in this deal. Like, yeah, seeing I, Jalen Hurts, you know, Debo Samuel, the first and second swap for A.J. Brown like that in and of itself wasn't surprising. But for me, like Jerry moving on from ETN, like that's what signals to me that I think he wants to maybe contend this year, maybe try to win some games, you know, like, if not, why are you moving on so quickly from a, you know, a first round running back that was very productive in college? Like to me, this signifies that Jerry wants to win some games this year. And if yeah. he does, you know, where there's a few other trades that we're going to talk about with him. I think they're, should maybe be a few more trades that maybe we'll see in the early part of the season from him. Does the injury bother you at all? Like this, this
0: Liz Frank injury. And this is this is a dangerous word in the football community is Liz Frank. Uh,
1: or Liz Frank. I don't know. Yeah. Sam fucking figure it out. I mean, it's it's tough. I think any injury, you know, we've become numb to like guys returning in under a year from an ACL injury. You know, like big injuries aren't so scary nowadays um one guy that actually did recently have him i kind of quickly googled hollywood brown he had a uh, liz Ring surgery in january after his college football season and he was back in april running and doing his pro day and he was drafted in the first round um but everyone's different every injury is different i'm not gonna say you know etn's gonna come back and be a stud in you know four months or anything like that um i think there's definitely a concern but i Put it this way: If I had the opportunity to trade for Travis Etienne, I would 100% trade for Travis Etienne.
0: Okay, so Sam, again, your your piece is anytime we have major injuries. Since you're the doctor in the group, there <laughs> should be a like, 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 like football, like fantasy football doctor. You should be on on the chat giving your analysis about what you saw, different things <laughs> that we should we could, like, like, like. I think this should be a fucking absolutely legit thing. Like, I'm like, it's funny to think about, but like, no, this would be fucking absolutely outstanding.
1: No, yeah, for sure. And I mean, we talked about it a lot from this from Jerry side. Like now, he's got the the second, well, the third quarterback. He's got you know another running back that's healthy. You know, from his team, I think he's got like a full lineup. You know, from Sam's team, he loses a quarterback. You know, he doesn't have Jalen Hurts now. He still has Joe Burrow, uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Probably not going to start the season. Um, so that's,
0: that's one QB that he's starting the season with. Like, does this yeah. does this hurt Sam?
1: Well, I mean, I mean there's there's I mean, another move we're going to talk about. So yeah, but get but, but we're not getting there right now. But yep. like this move, did this hurt Sam in going I, down to one QB? I mean, in the short term, unequivocally. But at the same time, you know, he gets AJ Brown and yeah. ETN. Like, depending on your thoughts on him and how that works out, you know, I think first this is kind of this is Sam's mo since he's been in the league. He is fine taking, you know, a step back to take two steps forward long term. And I think that's kind of his approach with this, you know, getting A.J. Brown and get his Travis ETN. Like his he definitely lowered his floor big time this year, but his ceiling is so much higher. So risky. And again, it all comes down to Jalen Hurts, like Jalen Hurts. We can talk about this trade all we want, but, you know, how he's going to be viewed, you know, come. Sometime this year, you know, in the offseason, that is what's going to determine how this deal really ends up being, you know, a win or loss for whatever team in my book, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this.
0: I mean, this is fun. Like, this is emergency podcast. Like, holy shit. Kind of like we got to get on
1: here on a Sunday night and do this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anything else on this deal before we move on to the second Jerry trade?
0: No, I think I think this is I think we've covered everything that needs to be there.
1: All right, let's talk about the second Jerry trade. And this one involved uh, Jerry and Stefan. Uh, Stefan receives Henry Ruggs, a 2022 second round draft pick from Steve, a 23 second round draft pick from Jerry, and a 23 third round draft pick from Jerry as well. And Jerry receives Teddy Bridgewater and Melvin Gordon. Dan, what are your thoughts? It goes all in on Denver. I, I think this is a.
0: This 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 one I, I'm not 100% sold on with it. The Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager. Teddy Bridgewater is a, to me, he's a better version of Alex Smith pre, holy shit, your knee got fucked up injury. He manages the game. He's going to, he's not going to blow you away from a fantasy points perspective. So starting in the next, in the last season, 19, 8, 14, 26, 20, 9, 19, uh, missed a week, 13, yeah. missed a week. Twenty sixteen seven and one. That I mean, that's fucking way over the charts with it. So, if and especially with the fact that Drew Locke's there, mm-hmm. and they had this controversy about which is Vic Fangio going to go with, you know, everybody should be banking on Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater wins the job. Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to. I'm going to Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to go one in six to lose the job up there, and this is coming off the guy that was drew Lock hype train fanatic last year with all the weapons that's around him i think Bridgewater's going to do enough to continue to maintain the game but there's that that piece in the back of the mind that says ah but he says short leashed and melvin gordon being a part of that i mean it's his backfield but downside is melvin gordon is 28 is it his backfield a...
1: did you see did you see the interesting quote from fangio on their preseason game yesterday, it no, was I didn't. more or less it was more or less saying like Javante is like the guy, and we wanted to feature Melvin Gordon. Like I wonder if Melvin wants to be traded. Like they didn't even play Javante because I think they want to give him rest. Like, I I don't know if like Melvin I think is definitely going to have a role if he's on this team or a different team, but I think Javante takes over this backfield sooner than we think. I I agree, and I
0: think the part that I was going there is Melvin Gordon's twenty eight. Yeah. There's a, the running back shelf life when we begin to hit this 28, 29 year mark begins to fade and fade
1: fast. Look at fucking sure. Todd Gurley. Like I understand yeah. Gurley's had yeah.
0: more injury pieces,
1: mm-hmm. but I mean, you can definitely make this Pretty case rare. Yep. Yep. for some and running backs to last longer than that.
0: Henry Ruggs is a young, talented wide receiver with it. He, I mean, when we talk about second year coming in, yeah. Kind of got lost in the offense a little bit, but again, I don't think he had a defined role in what that offense is going to be. And as he continues to develop um, chemistry with with Derek Carr, and he's to me, he's the number one guy on the roster. With it, I think he, Hunter Renfro has better chemistry and like there's things that can develop, but the fact that you get uh, a second, a second, Darren a third. Wallen. Oh, yeah, Darren, I mean, yeah, sorry, but <laughs> I forgot about him. He's not a, yeah, whatever. He's the best receiver, out not a tight end. He's a receiver. Okay. Um, but the the second, second, and third return in addition to this, I like this for Stefan a lot.
1: Yeah, for me, this is an overpay by Jerry. I mean, Teddy isn't very special. Like, I would rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Melvin Gordon, I think. He's fine, you know, if you're a contending team. I think if you're a contending team, you want Melvin Gordon. Like, this is why Jerry, to me, is, like, sending, like, mixed emotion or mixed, like, signals. You know, he trades for Leonard Fournette. He trades for Melvin Gordon. Like, I, you know, this is a precursor. Like, we, and we'll get through, like, Jerry's next deal, and then we can maybe talk big picture. But there's there's a piece or two missing here, I think, with the vision of what we've seen for Jerry's moves leading up to this point. Um, You know, just for this trade, I mean, Henry Ruggs, I think is a bust. Like I, you know, he's, I I just don't think he's going to work out. Um, But like two second round picks, like, I think this is just a, and a third. I think this is just an overpay. And like, let's, and Steve's pick, like Steve is probably going to be picking 13. Like this is a very high second round pick. Like it may as well, I mean, it's not a first, but like it's, it's, like, yeah, going to be picked 13, close enough pick 14. Like, yeah. yeah, so, like, I don't know. This is a pretty steep price to pay for Jerry for two guys that I think, like, just don't move the needle at all, really, from a team-building perspective. Um, and that that second-round pick, you know, from Steve, I think really could. So I, I don't love it from his perspective. I mean, for Jerry—or for Stefan, I think, you know, two guys that I don't think have much of a future. Um, and even short-term, I don't think they have much of a future— Getting these picks and in Henry Ruggs, he still has a chance, but I'm not a believer. Yeah, it's
0: this this one. I The first one was great. This one is a little bit of a head scratcher. Yep, correct. And that's yeah. so. So, like you said, 75 percent. We had four trades. Obviously, that means there's a third trade here. So this is Jerry sending Sam Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. So this fills part of this in. And in return, Jerry gets two. Twenty, 20 third round picks and mine to team two and
1: team five. You can fill it. It's who's... from Nick Ruth and Sam um, Sam's picks. So, okay. So
0: we're talking late third round picks, but again, Early I get it or they're...
1: mid probably mid late and our,
0: and our third round plays a little bit differently, but look, yep. you know, tables turned. You get to start this time.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like this, I, I would rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than Teddy Bridgewater. I know there's an age difference, but Teddy Bridgewater just strikes me—he's gonna—he's very close to being Case Keenum, and that is like just a perennial backup. Like this is like his last hurrah, probably this last season, and then he's you know gonna follow like the Case Keenum, the two Rod Taylor, like just a backup. You know maybe a fringe starter if something happens. But I would like if you're trading for Melvin Gordon, if you're trading for Leonard Fournette, you know you wanna—I I would think you would wanna win now. So I don't know why you're moving on from Fitzpatrick. And, you know, I, I mean, I get it like Bridgewater's younger and, you know, maybe Jerry sees something. And especially with this Denver Broncos team, you know, maybe it works out. But for me, I just think Fitzpatrick has much more upside. And, you know, this Washington football team, I think, could be very exciting. So for I, Sam, you know, we talked about him going down a quarterback. You know, I think getting Fitzpatrick back like this is this is awesome. Like, um, I think Fitzpatrick is going to be a very, very steady quarterback two with upside
0: which which offense are you more excited for this year the football team
1: or for the broncos i mean probably the football team just because of the quarterback situation like i don't think like if i would actually be more excited with the broncos if they rolled the dice with drew lock just because teddy bridgewater is what you said he's a game game manager i don't think it's very exciting i don't think like the upside is there i mean i know uh the broncos have just so much talent you know at the pass catching side of things the running backs but I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater is excited and
0: I, I think that become, that makes the interesting pieces I mean
1: obviously Scary Terry
0: is very scary in some of these pieces and Fitzpatrick yep. has I mean Gibson is a, is a great pass catcher out of the backfield you've got you got a couple other pieces in this offense that Ryan Fitzpatrick can exploit Logan but Thomas, I think Porter I think yep. Samuel. I mean yep. so let me ask this question yep. Jerry Judy or Scary Terry who do you like better Scary Terry, Logan Thomas, or Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Yeah, and I think I think there's, I think you you explain it perfectly. There's pieces in this that can I mean, really be me,
1: exploited. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Denver has like a fantastic supporting cast. Absolutely. I just, like if you switched. <laughs> Um, and put, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Broncos. Holy and shit. And Bridgewater on the Washington football team. I'm taking the Denver Broncos. Oh,
0: I think the Broncos, if you put Ryan Fitzpatrick on there, that I might go on the fringe and say that could be a Super Bowl contending team. Like, I, they don't get paid Kansas City or Buffalo or anything like that. But, like, that's a scary team.
1: Right? Am, am I wrong to think that? No, not at all. I mean, I think this is a team that is missing at the quarterback position. And, you know, we've seen Fitzmagic. We've seen Fitzpatrick. You know, that could, you know, reappear at any point. But I think, you know, and special appearance by Isaac. Hello. Yeah. Little man Um, taking over Nick Ruth's spot. He is. Yeah. Um, But I just think Fitzmagic just or Fitzpatrick just has that upside. You know, you need you, you really can't win with a game manager in this league. Like, yeah, you can point out to some outliers and some examples, but it's just really hard. And, you know, Fitzpatrick, you got to give him props because he at least just goes for it. And yeah. uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm at.
0: And, and I th- again, we play in a two QB league, not a three QB league. So you only got to start two. And in some situations, it's, it might be better to start a position player, as crazy as that is, over a yeah, game-managing sure. QB for sure. If you have got a wide receiver that you think is going to put up 14, 15 points this week and you're nervous that your quarterback because they because they're going up against a top-tier defense might not be able to do that. I mean, there were there were games Joe Flacco, Alex Smith, 7, 8 fantasy points they win the fucking game because it's a fucking great game because they don't turn the ball over. The other defense steps up like it it's great, but I mean, you don't feel good about having those guys on your fantasy team.
1: No, they they just they don't move the needle that much. And that's why I mean you know when we maybe start looking big picture just at jerry's team like yeah. you know he acquires you know he wants to replace etn with james robinson you know he gets leonard fournette you know, brins and bridgewater like you know he still has three first-round draft picks i mean you know what do you think like for jerry like in the short term this season like is he a playoff team do we need to see a move um like how do you did like your long-term view um opinion on him change you know after these moves like where's kind of your head at now with him i think for me the big question
0: becomes is when we look at the division there ruth nick ruth is going through a small rebuild and going through this i don't feel confident that nick's in a position to make the playoffs with it so this means that that jerry's now competing with you zane and now sam into this picture now does that mean jerry's guaranteed to make the playoffs no not in the slightest but this could be an an injury or two away from zane potentially that doesn't have a ton of depth on his roster where jerry squeaks in i i think that's a legit piece to how important bench is in this game to combat the inevitable oh shit I just tore my ACL. I have Liz Frank. I have a concussion or got COVID kind of roster. So, yeah. so do I, do I, th- got to my head, do I think Jerry makes the playoffs this year? No. But is there an outside chance?
1: Yes. So, I mean, like, how do you view like these moves though, like that he made, like these three deals? The, like, the- do you think this was made more in the, mind of looking short-term or do you think like it was more long-term or both or I,
0: I say Jerry goes one for three in the, the, the banger of his trades with it. I would rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than Teddy Bridgewater just because again, I, I don't think there's a way Ryan Fitzpatrick, regardless of how it works, loses his job out there. Teddy Bridgewater could very easily lose his job. Um, yeah. The Melvin Gordon piece is an interesting play to me. It, yes, he, Melvin Gordon, I think is going to be the starter with that. But I mean, all this buzz about this kid from UNC is—you got to be kind of nervous with it. Um, giving up picks again. I don't know if this is a pick dump or any of these pieces with the with the three first round picks. And you're looking at saying, "Hey, like I've got this coming up. I know I'm going to have these guys. I got to roster them with it." I mean, there's a lot of different pieces to play in it, but I think. I like the Jalen hurts piece to it. I think that's the best thing in the entire world. The other two are a little bit questionable for me, but am I excited for Jerry this year? Yes. Am I excited for Jerry in the next couple years? That's going to depend on how he drafts. Yeah. Is, is there, it can, can there be a hype train? Yes. Am I boarding it right now? No. <laughs> But, right. but but chugga chugga choo choo motherfucker like yes that's it's it's there. It's there, and if you miss it, that's on
1: you. Yeah, I mean I think if Jerry did want to go for it, and I don't I don't think he's gonna make the playoffs. I, I don't. I mean, if things go his way, of course, anyone can make the playoffs, but I gun into my head, I don't think he's gonna make the playoffs. I think he's right on missing a running back. Um he needs a guy, number one guy, and I don't think, you know, I like James Robinson, and especially now with ETN, you know, out. I think he's going to have a bigger workload, of course. But I, I just, I think he's lacking a running back. So, you know, if if he did want to go for it, I mean, I think he's definitely got the draft picks, you know, three first next year, and one of those being Steve's. Like, he, if he wants to get a running back, he can do that. Yep. I don't know if there's a trade out there. I don't know if he even wants to entertain that. But that, that, I think, is the move. If Jerry wants to go to the playoffs, wants to really push the pedal to the metal, he needs a running back.
0: And I, and I think this is an interesting piece. As we talked about my team during the power, during the power rankings, for those of you that didn't listen, um, if I'm not there six weeks in, I mean, this could easily be a Christian McCaffrey sale for me.
1: For sure. I mean, I mean, I mean easily day, could be. These three picks, and with one of them looking to be, you know, extant at the top um, two. One or two, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know especially if, if Jerry's tied or, in for those.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's especially if he's tied or ready to go for like yeah. a playoff push. They, they, sure. they, I mean, this could be very, very interesting, depending on how some of these traits play out for him. I mean, we could, as, as you and I both know, we could be fucking ass backwards in everything we talk about. This is just what content That's, is. Yep, like, for sure. Like, and for those of you that listen, we appreciate you, you know, like and subscribe. It pays us. Uh, no, it doesn't, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I mean, but I mean, who knows? Like this could be a fucking flame in a fucking pan or it could be a,
1: a huge forest fire. Nope. Big time. All right. All right. We got one more trade and this one involves Nick and Kevin Ruth. Nick receives JK Dobbins, Rashad Bateman, a 2024 third round draft pick. And Kevin receives Antonio Gibson, a 2022 second-round draft pick that is yours, and Jacob Eason. Dan, what are your thoughts?
0: So, I mean, Ruth obviously trades for an injured, not going to play at all running back. So for those of you that know, an ACL injury is a tear or sprain of the anterior cruciate ligament, one of the strongest bands of tissue that helps connect your thigh bone or femur to your shin bone, a.k.a. the tibia. Thank you for those of you that attended medical school. Um, like, I mean, obviously we see people get ACL tears all the time. The question is, how do they respond? And we're going to see that coming up here with Saquon Barkley as he comes back from an ACL. Right. That was an ACL, right? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Fucking look at me actually knowing shit. Um, I like Dobbins. I traded for Dobbins in the league. I, I mean, the, the Baltimore running game you have to be super excited about because Lamar Jackson is... not a quarterback can i say
1: that is that frowned upon it's uh overused at this point i think but proceed okay i
0: they're gonna run the football is basically the long the long story short that team thrives on the run and it helps literally helps set up the pass to make sure that lamar jackson's effective another i mean it's interesting we've we had uh we had two teammates get traded in drew lock and and Melvin Gordon, and now J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman are on there. And I, I really like Rashad Bateman, especially for a guy that is coming out to prove himself. But, God, you don't feel good that it's in the fucking Baltimore receiving crew. And then, the, the, I mean, we're two years out from a draft pick. Jacob Eason is a – I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. He's not cleared. We have, we have hope, but he's still not cleared, but we still have hope. This guy's going to get the football week one or not going to get the football week one. Nobody really knows. But if it's not Wentz, it's going to be Eason. And having a short-term starting quarterback is intriguing, but I think the big piece of this is Antonio Gibson because I think this is the guy that's going to be the the bread and butter in the Washington football team backfield. This is I mean 6, 12, 13, 22 against Baltimore with it, but obviously dealing with a little bit of injury, you know, a couple weeks with it. He loses time he loses uh, pieces in the passing game to JD McKissick. It's a. Can I be indifferent about this? Like, I think Ruth yeah. comes out ahead. Ruth comes out ahead long term. Nick, sorry. Okay. I, 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 fucked. I, I realized that was stupid to say now. <laughs> I think Nick comes ahead long term. I think J.K. Dobbins is a better running back than Antonio Gibson career wise. And Bateman versus Eason. Eason's not going to start right now. Wentz is their guy. And Giving up a second to get a third, I—I yeah, I, I mean, nobody knows what's going to be coming in twenty twenty four. I—I like this. Like, gun to my head, I get to pick a winner. Nick, I'll take in this piece just because you get J, JK Dobbins. But I—I'm fucking indifferent about this shit. All right, that was a long rant. Go ahead, like
1: take over. So we disagree. I we disagree. Yeah. I, oh. I disagree. yeah. So I Ooh. I like this a lot for Kevin. Um, I think, you know, when you look at Nick, like this reminds me of what we saw with like his Odell Beckham trade last year. Like, I just don't see the gain that Nick got to trade for a player that's injured. Um, So for me, I like Antonio Gibson more than J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins, you can tell me, is more um, talented. Fine, I won't fight you on that. But the main reason I'm not a huge J.K. Dobbins guy is because of... You know, Lamar Jackson, obviously he opens the lanes up like rushing wise, but like this is a team that just wants to get many players involved running the ball like it does not rely on just a true bell cow running back. When you look at Dobbins last year when he came on at the end of the year, it wasn't because he was getting a lot of work. It was because he scored seven touchdowns in five, six weeks. Like, he was propped up because he scored a massive amount of touchdowns. And touchdowns are a little bit of a fluky stat. It's not something that I think carries over consistently. Um, so for Dobbins, I I like him as a player, but I think he was in a very frustrating situation. And Dobbins just... or He just wasn't involved in the passing game, unfortunately, because Lamar Jackson and just how this offense currently is constructed doesn't do that. They run the ball, and that's great. But I think it caps the ceiling. I don't think J.K. Dobbins has the upside to be the game-changing, you know, top seven, eight, nine running back. Antonio Gibson, I think, does have that upside. I think, you know, we've seen Ron Rivera and, like, his team's kind of support, you know, the Christian McCaffrey-type player. And, you know, it's a little bit of a lazy comparison with Antonio Gibson, but I think Gibson has that upside um, just because, you know, we've seen, you know, Ron Rivera use one running back, and I think, you know, Gibson could do that. Um, You know... Dobbins just tore his ACL you know this I don't even think we know exactly like there's talk of like the LCL and like more of a severe tear like we don't even know like what this injury is going to be so the fact that Nick does this and he gets Rashad Bateman great but he does give up a second round pick next year um and I think he gets just a lesser running back you know back comparing Dobbins to Gibson um you know for Kevin this is a home run like you you move an injured running back that might not even come back next year and be fully healthy. And if he does, I just, I, I am not a big Dobbins guy. And I think this is, you know, a guy that he's solid. Don't get me wrong, but Gibson, I think has a higher ceiling. So for Nick, I just, I don't think he got, um, you know, put it this way. If this trade happened like a week ago, I wouldn't think anything different of it. Like I wouldn't think like, oh, you know, this is a steal for, Kevin because or Nick, because Dobbins is healthy. Like, no, like I, I don't think there's an ACL bump that Kevin or that Nick is getting in this trade. And I think that's probably my biggest problem with the trade. You know who's a real big winner of all this shit? Who's that? Me. Yeah. I mean, if we're are we done about the trade? Yeah, I'm good with the trade because I okay. just
0: want to talk about how fucking great it is that I have Gus Edwards on my roster.
1: So, I mean, you have Gus Edwards. And because of that, now... You get to reap the benefits. I mean, Gus Edwards, I still think, you know, I don't think he's going to be the unquestioned guy. I think there's going to be, you know, another running back that emerges, but he's definitely going to have a bigger role. He's going to be probably flirting with the top 20 running back status, and you get to reap the benefits of that. And
0: again, we never get excited that people get injured. We just want to I want to continue to reiterate that piece. But this shit happens in life. And those of you that are sitting, I Sam, the other Sam, what was it last year? Backed his way into fucking everything. <laughs> like literally just fucking backed it in there. I mean, justice Hill is going to get his opportunities. I understand that. Um, I don't know who this Tyson William guy is, Williams guy is. One year out of BYU with that. I, okay. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know enough about him, but I mean, this is, I'm excited for, I mean, this, this solidifies a year long. Like if he doesn't choke her, you know, fumble or do some of the stuff, I get another top-tier running
1: back, especially in a run-first offense. I'm to the moon. Yeah, it's, it's big. And, I mean, honestly, this is why, like, for me, like, you know, we go back, you know, to handcuffing your running backs. And I'm actually – there's an article I read, and I wish I could link it, and the logic was you don't want to handcuff, actually, your running backs. You want to handcuff running backs that aren't, you know – running backs that you own because if i if i lose you know delvin cook alexander matson like yeah he's gonna get a big uptick but he's not gonna be delvin cook he's not yeah. gonna be like a 24 point game player he's gonna be fine but like I, my season's probably over because i'm built around delvin cook whereas if delvin cook gets injured and you know you have alexander or whoever the backup's gonna be you get a big uptick because you weren't relying on matson like you get to like reap the rewards of you know, he was going to do nothing for you. And now he gets to do something. So, (coughs) excuse me, for, for me, like this is, you know, you didn't have JK Dobbins. Like you have no investment in this backfield, but because Dobbins is injured, now you get Gus Edwards to potentially be a top 20 running back. Maybe, maybe top 15, if things break bright, like this is a huge just reward for you. And, uh, you know, Having him now is like your back or you could just say, screw it. I'm going to trade him. I'm going to use him and I'm going to get like, you know, ship him over to. I mean, Kevin doesn't have Dobbins now, but maybe you ship him over to Kevin and you got like Rashad Bateman or something or you could ship him over and get like a wide receiver or something more long term. But like this is why I and I wish I had a link to the article, but I, I really do agree with it. I think handcuffing your own running backs, I think is fine if you could do it for like free. But like, if not, I'd rather handcuff. Someone else is running back and I could either capitalize on someone that I had no, you know, desire to lo- rely on as a guy for my team. Or if someone does get injured, I could capitalize and try to ship them off for something else.
0: And I, and I think that becomes a school of thought because I, I play the other ones. I I believe in handcuffing yourself.
1: The last thing you want to do is be put in a position
0: where you don't have a starting position. And if you handcuff your running backs, yes, you at least still have a body that's going to get touches, has the opportunity to make magic happen. Look, I, last year was a perfect example. McCaffrey goes down. I have Mike Davis. Now I think th- this is this is a pie in the sky moonshot as what Mike Davis did when Christian McCaffrey left. I, I mean, would you say? Would you agree?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's like, you know, normal. You can't expect like Mike Davis or that to always be the case. Like, I think, you know, that's no, like, yeah, it's, it's not going to always happen. I got
0: got very lucky, but I, you have the opportunity to at least secure the fact that you have somebody starting in that position. And I think that's the encouraging piece to handcuffing yourself. And, and again,
1: you know, but this is a loss for Kevin. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, like, my approach, like, I think Mike Davis, you picked up on waivers. Like, mm-hmm. I have no problem, like, getting, like, your handcuff up on waivers. But, like, a year ago, if you would have traded, like, a second-round pick or third-round Which round I'm really pick good pick, about doing
0: for backup Yeah, but, back.
1: like, if you would have done that, like, I would have told you you were crazy before McCaffrey was injured. Now, it yeah. worked out great, and kudos. Like, that's all it's, you know, for. But, like that, like, that's where the difference is. If you can get your handcuffs for free go for it. But when you have to start trading serious draft capital before they're injured, I'm really questioning that. And if you do it after the fact, when they're already injured, I think that's probably pushing it, unless you're a team that's to now. Yeah, Yeah. you're either, you just want to have like a backup running back, and it doesn't, it's not about replacing your injured Christian McCaffrey. It's about just getting a guy that could come in and produce. That's one thing. But, you know, that's kind of my Philosophical approach, if that makes any sense at all.
0: I mean, yeah, it hundred percent makes sense. I, I think the, I mean, again, I think you and I come from two two different schools of thought, and I I love that about what this podcast brings cause I think it gives us depth, it gives us reason to have content, it gives us reason to to bicker, argue, or swear at each other. But basically, just comes from me. I don't know if you've ever sworn on this podcast, have you? <laughs> probably we've recorded it was brought to my attention that i dropped fuck a ton of times in a previous podcast
1: like i'm responds with your alcohol usage i'm sure
0: i mean whatever i'm i like to i like to think i'm the life of the podcast but no i'm not kidding dude like i I fucking love that we do this there was another fuck fuck what the fuck um like
1: this how do you understand we need to use you
0: isaac will figure it out eventually (laughs) um but I, i yeah i'm I love that we come from two schools of thought with this. And I think oh, this yeah. is a, it's, it's a fun approach to continue to look at. I mean, when we had the initial draft strategies with everybody, we think it players that come on to it. it, it I think this builds content and I, and I love yep. this. I love the emergency podcast that we're doing tonight. It's this is important, dude. We're almost, we're, we're a week and seven, eight, nine, eleven 11 days, 11 days away from, yep. from, dallas tampa bay let's go thursday night football i fucking hate having guys that play in thursday night because it, it's a
1: real shit show
0: yep but we're ready we're, we're there nice and we're going back
1: yes oh yeah yeah and we'll be back probably next week to do our you know week one recaps and or not recaps up uh, previews and maybe if you guys have any trades and we'll gonna pick up in about a week
0: so many trades man so many trades and i love it i mean this has been this has been been fun it's It's been
1: great a lot of activity and i think you know we're seeing teams want to go for it and i'm i'm all about that life because at the end of the day you can't tell someone what to do and their vision because there's no right or wrong there's it's fantasy it's it's dumb luck at a certain extent and
0: so my question for you is as, as as we close up here is is this is this trade fire that we're seeing signs of things to come or are we going to be a little bit more stale potentially for the next couple weeks as we look at trades?
1: No, I think there's going to be more trades to come. Well, let's go, man. Let's do it. We're especially once games start and we start seeing more injuries. too. So yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a lot more trades.
0: Well, I can't wait for the pick them I mean, this is year three for yep. those of you that don't know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um fuck. Um let's go, man. All right. Until next time. See you guys.